You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. to ranger things we're recording on sunday september 24th 2023 i'm carlo montanino and i'm joined by brendan lyons well it's the 23rd no it's the 24th is it oh fuck i'm i'm all screwed up i'm sorry let's take it from the top again Jeez. so that's dave, so that's dave pacheco that's dave pacheco and so i'm joined by him but i'm also joined by brendan lyons <laughs> Oh, I'm also here on the 24th. <laughs> Shit. Well, hockey has been played today. This is pretty good stuff. We're recording right after that, uh, the first preseason game, which we're going to get into. Um, but yeah, as always, uh, you can visit rangerthingspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get access to more content, newsletters, and more. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at rangerthings23 or send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast service. And if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. All right, so let's get into it. I think what we'll be doing, um, new segment, not that too much of a surprise. Don't There's no work for us here. I'm just going to go through the games we have this week between recordings so that everyone's on aware of where we at all right, the season. Um, where we at? Where we at? Um, so this week's games. Well, tonight we had uh, September 24th at Boston. Then we have uh, the 26th versus the Islanders, the 28th versus the Devils, and the 29th again at Long Island against the Islanders. So we have three more games in between our, our recordings here. Um, so we'll have quite a few games to recap. Maybe not recap, but chat about uh, next week. How do you guys feel about the preseason starting finally, huh? It's here. Hockey happened today. It's... Ranger hockey happened today. And it feels yeah. so good. Yeah, I think uh I think it was a uh, god, it just it feels like, you know, like the weight has come off a little bit. Like the waiting, the weight of the waiting has come off and uh the waiting it, weight. The waiting weight. Yeah, waiting. of course. We all know about that. But uh you know, it's it, it's it's nice just to see hockey again you know you not have to pay attention to other sports lesser yeah. sports <laughs> yeah so you know it's not a great day in other sports for dave and i <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that brendan but while you were figuring out your microphone and headphone issue broncos get completely reamed dismantled the the, the dolphins <laughs> scored more points today than the jets will score this season <laughs> sorry and it's oh. the most points scored in the NFL since 1966. Man, that's brutal. But Let's for, ride. But for me, it's a great day. <laughs> uh, my Brownies put up a pretty convincing win. They're probably the most solid defense in the NFL at this point. They've only let up, what, 15 points in three games? Oh, beast mode. Um, anyway, before we, I want to get into the show, but I, I do have something to say. Uh, mea culpa of sorts you know last week i went in pretty hard against young people um i'm not taking any of that back <laughs> but but i did i did spend some time defending babcock right um since that recording some information more information about what he was doing came out and like is indefensible so i'm gonna take that back i don't defend anything babcock has done in this situation. I don't like him as a coach anyway. Um, so it's not hard to like renege on that, but kids are still idiots, but Babcock is a piece of shit. So I'm just going to put that out there. Enough um, said. I've had, yeah. I, I got some anthrax in my mailbox this week. So I, I need to, <laughs> people really didn't like what I had to say. We're going to do a deep dive on the training camp. But before that, Dave, you have some interesting news out of the CHL, the Champions Hockey League. Yeah, so the European League, Champions Hockey League, um, is implementing new rule changes to their league this year. And um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read them, you know, off the bat. So minor penalties are dealt the same as a major. So if a team scores during the power play, they can keep 
that man advantage until the, the time uh, of the penalty uh, runs out or if a shorthanded goal is scored. So, you know, conversely, if you're shorthanded and you score a goal, that penalty is gone. That guy's out of the box. Let's keep it moving. I think that's wonderful. And the last penalty is uh, if there is a delayed penalty and the team that's going to get a power play scores, that penalty still has to be served, which I think is great. It's going to increase a lot of scoring. Um, I don't know how this would fare in the NHL with the caliber of players, but it is pretty exciting. You know, imagine Connor McDavid with, you know, a full two minute power play where he can potentially score a hat trick, you know, uh, on one power play or him or dry or whoever, whatever team that has such a high powered uh, offensive players. Well, that power play rule actually used to exist in the NHL. Um, and yeah. then I, I don't know which it, more I'll say Maurice Richard, but it's someone from that era, maybe even older was just completely going nuts. Like you're saying with McDavid in, in the hypothetical situation. So they changed it like, okay, well, if someone scores a goal on the power play, we're just going to end it because you'd have, you'd have football scores um, right. back in the day. Now I think it would be a little bit tighter. It wouldn't be so uh, insane, but. Yeah, so, I, mean, I like these. I like these rule changes. I, I like it too, but I think, you know, there does has to have to be a certain, I think this, you know, a couple more things to go hand in hand with these rule changes uh, that you should make it a little bit more balanced for the defensive side, especially the goalies. One, I've been saying this for a while. Let's get rid of the fucking, the, uh, the trapezoid behind the net. I mean, not many goalies play the, play the puck, you know, everybody kind of has that, uh, you know, sense of danger that, you know, they're not taking that many chances. Uh, no more Martin Brodeur, you know, kind of goalies. <clears throat> and also let's, uh, let's not restrict the pad sizes or let's, let's, you know, give them another inch on their, on their, uh, on their leg pads or, you know, whatever, like let's make their equipment just a little bit bigger. Like I don't want like, you know, a Jocelyn Tebow or, you know, like these, you know, Patrick Waugh size pads where they're just like, you look like a fucking transformer in that. But, you know, there, there needs to be some sort of balance when it comes to that, especially when you have the technology and the sticks, you know, nowadays where they're firing, you know, wrist shots are going 80 miles an hour. Like that's, that's kind of insane. But yeah, overall, I think, I think it could work for the league. I think it would be a big boost for the NHL, especially for, people who like to watch other sports like basketball and football because they just like offense and, and, you know, um, that's all they really care about for, you know, whatever reason, uh, because they may be simple minded, but yeah, I think it would be good to grow the sport. Um, but you know, we'd, we'd have to see, you would have to be, you know, tested out in the AHL and, and, uh, and preseason games only, you know, but you know, we'll see what happens when the next collective bargaining agreement comes up. I like the power play rule. It's fun because it's going to definitely increase scoring. Which um, part of it? Because the parts of it I like and parts of it I really don't like. I, I don't mind that the, the power play continues after a goal. I mean, it's yeah, not. That's the part I don't like. I mean, I don't, I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. And right. Because it, again, what's the goal here? Is the goal to like increase scoring? Well, let's, yeah, this is going to help, right? The short, I like if you score I shorthanded. Like like, that you, is like, my favorite that's cool because like yeah you you've done it like you're you've you've earned that penalty being killed what was the other oh yeah and the delayed penalty i kind of like that too but i feel like you already have the man advantage because it's got to be one or the other it's got to be one or the other right it's i don't know i i i I think maybe you know it's it's bias coming as a range of fans like how many times like could the rangers have used that goal and and a uh and the power play to help them out, and, you yeah, know, but, and, that's every team, right? Uh, yeah, but think about it this way: let's say you know a team takes a team takes a penalty. They're now di- like that other team is going to get a man advantage for a shift. If they score on that shift, then they still get a power play that it, doesn't end if they well, score early well, on. I I gotta look you know at it I mean? this. I gotta look at it this way too, though. It'll make the game a bit safer. People will, you're still going to have hitting, but you might have less, uh, I don't know, hooking, high sticking, uh, tripping, and things like I that. I don't think so. Listen, I don't, I don't think those, I don't think tripping is, tripping is not, you know, there's nothing strategic about tripping. You know, 
it's i mean yeah. oh, on a breakaway you know on things like that i mean yeah or you know to to, to, to you'll stop definitely somebody. have more cautious players certainly of course but I, I i think that could be a positive like and you know yeah. i know you you talked about getting fighting out of the league but you know like there will be more righteous fights and less bullshit fucking penalties called you know let's like let's get real like let, let, let's let these players play i want to see the the full um um talent on display and bottom line is if if, if you you know you can't do the time then don't do the crime <laughs> I'll say this. I don't, I'm not in love with any of these changes. I don't mind them. I would love to see them like in a minor league, a junior league, mm. see how it goes, see how it changes the flow of a game. And then I'll, be, I'll, I'll, it I'll would say. be faster. Oh, dude, like how many times were like somebody gets a penalty for elbowing and it should have been a major and it's only a fucking two minute and you score and then it's done. That guy's out of that guy's out on the fucking rink again, you know, being a fucking piece of shit. Well, I feel, I feel like the, the, the goal is, because scoring is so low, the goal is very punitive as it is, right? So if they score a goal, like that guy, he's going to hear it on the bench. He might not play another couple shifts. I think that it's for the European leagues on that rink, that's a slower game. Hmm. It's a lot more, it's like, it's like, it's a slower game. There's a lot more puck holding and you're back and forth mm-hmm. and you're dipsy doodling waiting for that perfect, like, you know, lane. So I think maybe this is a move there to like encourage teams to like be more aggressive offensively. I think it will work really well in Europe for sure. I'm curious how it's going to play, how it'll work on a smaller rank with a more um, impact based, you know, place. I think this, I think this move was made by, you know, in Canada to try to compete with the NHL in Canada. There's going to be a lot more scoring in that league than there will be in the NHL now, and Canadian hot like Canadian NHL hockey is abysmal right now. Yeah, you know, so there's real, you know, there's a lot of room there for a competitor to come in and and gain some traction on the NHL. Because let's be honest, you go up to Canada and the NHL is like they're like a Canadian's least favorite place to watch hockey. <laughs> You know, yeah, well, they, like they like must, like they high must, school football, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like high school football in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the NHL is their least favorite place to watch, unless you're in Ontario or or Quebec. But if no, you're I, in Central I, Canada, I mean, in Ontario, you have like 14 house leagues to choose from on a Wednesday night, and you're going getting blasted, yeah. going to the game. It's a fun time. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think I, I, I'd be curious to see it on a North American rank how it changes the flow uh, i again i don't hate i don't hate the idea um i'm not sold on it yet but i i don't hate it right we get we, we have to see it in practice first uh, uh, you know absolutely yeah. especially with the the rate constraints as as north american hockey has yeah i would love to see another hockey brand another north american hockey league outperform the nhl in canada I would love to see that happen, and I, I would anything like I just want to see Gary Bettman drawn and quartered, and that would do it. You know, so it'd, like, it'd be that like, would be that would be like the, the last the, strike. The, the it'd have to be like the, the the border league where it's like ten cities on the border between yeah. Canada and the United States, and they just just get I would just hell just get an inline league going. I mean, there's plenty of great inline teams like. Televised state wars. That'd be sick. Maybe they should try this. They they should implement this on the jump for the for the was it the PWHL? Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, actually, you that's a know great something? place. To test these I, rules. I would watch. That's I would a watch great. The hell that's a that. great place to test these rules. I'm willing to bet that with the amount of amazing hockey that's already like, there's a lot of shit hockey being played in Canada, and there's like a lot of weird like offshoots of hockey, like weird. Like sit like you ever watch the like you ever watch Goon where it's just like hockey fights like people yeah. go to watch hockey yeah, fights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like that weird shit in Canada, but there's a lot of really fantastic pro hockey happening in Canada that's not the NHL mm-hmm. like really high level hockey, and if that shit were televised, I'd bet it already be outperforming the NHL. Well, because, because they fight, how they fight poor, more. Well, that's because how they fight more. Managed the NHL, I mean, is. you know, fighting. I know they're pretty sense. poorly managed. I mean, it's. Those leagues are not like a shining beacon of business practices. They're just but they don't gong have shows. They're they just gong shows. They don't have to be though. 
because that's how poorly managed I mean, the I, NHL I, is. I don't know. They're, they're paying rent on their offices in New York City. They're, they're doing something right. But, <laughs> I mean, those leagues you're talking about in Canada are senior leagues where guys retire from the NHL and they play – or they're really good, minor, you know, or minor leagues, or even like junior leagues, good hockey. But most of those senior leagues, or like those rec leagues, or those house leagues, like the more local stuff, it's just, it's just gong shows. Like guys going out there, they're brawling. It's like fucking slap shot, never aged out of the seventies. Like it's that's how these leagues are run still. So it's I, I wouldn't use them as a shining beacon of like sports management. Would they do better than the NHL? Yeah, probably because. The NHL. Right. That's my point. Decisions. You don't have to be a shining beacon of sports management to outperform Gary Bettman. Yeah, you just have to have fighting in every single game, Brendan. That's what my my point. They just that's, beat the shit out of each other. That's the net net, bro. You can't have it both ways, dude. <laughs> Come to the side, Brendan. Come to the side. All right. Um, Can I say something else? Yes, please. Else. Uh I want to talk about Dave, – Dave made a comment about goalie equipment and how it should get bigger. Oh, yes, yes, Dave. You're absolutely uh, in your mind. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I don't think it should get bigger. Slightly, like, like within reason. I think it's but perfect like, right now. It just got smaller. And, like, I don't know. Like, I, I like watching goalies perform, not watching goalie pads perform. And you know what that, this makes me think? Like, think back to, like, when we were, like, little kids and even before we were born. When you look at, like, how shit was this sport in the 50s, 60s, and 70s if, like, you they, you had, like, what, like two to one finals and goalies literally were wearing, like, a fucking a Casey Jones mask and, like, magazines taped around their shins. <laughs> like... How shit was this league back then? Like, people talk about the glory days of hockey. Hockey kind of fucking sucked until, like, 10 years ago. Do you like hockey? Yeah. I love hockey. Every week I you're on hockey. this, like, shitting all over it. Why, I you love like hockey. it? Have you, wa- have you watched a game from before 2010? Yeah, plenty yes. of them. <laughs> it's like you got to hit the side of your TV to make sure it's fucking working. Because that's how slow the game is. Yeah. You're not you're not wrong about the slowness, but there was also a lot more hooking to slow down. That was that was very pervasive uh, throughout the league for many many fucking decades, and that that severely slowed it down. So right. when did they when did they start like calling those? Uh, as soon as your stick is up, like you know, around their late nineties, right? Yeah, like late nineties, early two thousands, and then like I it sped up. It and it, that worked tremendously. Yeah, yeah, but also like. You look at I think I just think there's just been a, a lot of strides in sports medicine and sports technology. Like obviously the way sticks are constructed now yeah. are a lot different than they were 20 years ago. Yeah. You didn't have the same amount of flex, you can't make the same amount of shot. But even that being said, like give Connor McDavid an old plywood stick like they played with in the fucking eighties. With the with the talent that was there in the eighties, Connor McDavid is scoring eight hundred and fifty points a season. Oh, absolutely. But nobody's think, like try you they could try to hook him. You can't skate as fast as Connor. But but that's but yeah. that's I mean this is yeah, I don't disagree. He would skate circles around everybody, but there were no players like Connor McDavid. Like Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky is arguably he would not survive in today's NHL. He changed the NHL to today's NHL, right? Like because of the way he played the game. Guys are just beating the crap out of each other in the corners, and he decided to be a little bit smarter in how he played. Avo- you know, avoid some hits, make a nice pass. Whereas previously, it's just like crash the net, shove it in. So I mean, like the game changes. Um, the player, and then the players change to adapt to the new game, right? In t- in fifteen years, you're gonna have a new version of hockey that Connor McDavid probably probably can't keep up with, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's the nature but, of the beast. But Dave, to your point, like the goalie pad thing is probably the most asinine. Like this is a high bar. You, the most asinine thing you've probably ever said on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Ho- it, it, like I love hockey, but it just wasn't that good back then. Sorry, Dave. I'm sorry. Good job. 
I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed watching like, you know, yeah, Patrick Waugh had massive pads. I mean, you know, so did so did Brodor for a period and everything. But, you know, I enjoyed watching them, you know, fucking shut teams down. Like it was it was fucking awesome. But, you know, I like I said, I don't want him to look like a fucking robot in there. But just like, I don't know, like the chest protectors are fine. I think the the arm pads are fine. The the um the waffle the waffle pads and and the fucking and the glove. I think those sizes are great. But if give an inch on each side to the to the leg pads, make let's, a- let's go back to the old nets. Those fucking big ass nets. <laughs> well, I, I want to let let's bring up the biggest offender of like cheat pads and fucking Lundquist. His shoulders yeah. were an extra like four inches up off his head. Uh, off yeah next to his head right his his leg pads were tremendous when they changed he was like one of the biggest you know uh yeah and you know he, he was the most against these new pad changes because not not discrediting Lundqvist like a phenomenal goalie but like if he do, if he doesn't have to shrug his shoulders to make a high save mm. you know against the corner like why would you right because then you're exposing something else it's the pads take up the goalie position has already become too robotic and like, it's more about like being efficient and trying to just like get from one point to the other to like, you know, block the net it used to be more athleticism. Now it's more just being robotic and doing it. Right. So now with the pad, if the pads get bigger, that the robot has to do less, which is already not very, not doing a ton of movement to begin with. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. just, just from the waist down, just a little bit, give me an inch an inch higher above their knee or, you know, for the leg pads and maybe a half an inch wider or an inch wider on, you know, uh, width wise. And that's it. The, the top half of the pads, I think they're fine. I think they did a great job in streamlining them and, you know, making the goalies have to work, but, you know, it's also about the protection of the goalies. You might, you, you know, their legs, they're all legs. I mean, yeah, yeah. they use their upper body, their arms and everything like that, but it's like, you know, I, I'd rather not have them have to worry about, I don't know, potentially getting caught by a skate while somebody's crashing in that in the crease or something like that, or, you know, just whatever kind of like, or a shot of them going down shot, getting deflected down into the, you know, the top part of their, uh, their thigh or their lower right. thigh or whatever in between the pads. Like that is, that's my concern because when you have great goaltenders, any great talent get taken out on an injury that could have been avoided that that's, you know, that's well, I'll, criminal. I'll say this. They should have at least, to the top of the calf, the outside of the goalie pad protect yes. have protection because that's wide open right now. That's the most yeah. vulnerable part of the goalie. Absolutely. I don't know why goalies are still wearing just giant ass hockey pants. That's insane. They need to have they need to figure out how to protect like the thighs and hips of a goalie. But, right. But yeah, you'd think there'd be way better technology by now. It's just because they haven't had a need to. It seems like that. And and dude, like. I don't know, within the last 20-something years, or 20 years, we'll say, how many goals have you seen from the fucking side of the net, from behind the goal line that are being scored, getting bounced off them? You know, yes, granted, there there haven't been, I guess, really injuries off of that, but, you know, if you want to prevent the wear and tear throughout an entire season on somebody when they're taking shots on areas that aren't normally shot at, you know, like the back of the shoulder or the shoulder blades. Well, I'll, I'll say... Why isn't your defenseman in that corner? That's I mean, not a technology problem. That's a positioning problem. If the, if they're yeah. short-handed and the power <laughs> the plays run it, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, you can't chase <laughs> in the corner, man. Like all the time. That's true. You're gonna see a lot more of it with that stupid fucking rule, right? Oh, so then, then we might have to. That's what I'm saying. With these rules, you would have to make some adjustments for the goalies. I don't. Just, I, I don't. Just, Dave, I don't understand. Like one half of your point is like, yeah, this is going to be great for scoring. And the other half of your point is like, let's slow down scoring. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> because, you know, you, you know, that that's too broad stroking. You know, I'm talking about fine tuning it. I'm talking about protecting the goalies and, and just making it a little bit more competitive because it's not their fault. Their fucking asshole player took a bad penalty and now they have to fucking face Connor McDavid and dry cycle on a fucking power play for two full minutes. You know, like it, that's, I don't know. It's, it's, on one hand, like, you know, it, it, it's maybe, maybe, you know, I am, I am torn a little bit, but like, it, it is a good idea, but you know, this, I don't want it to be like, like basketball where these teams are putting up a hundred and fucking 35 points in a 
in four quarters. Like that's insane. Or 70 points in football. I mean, personally, as a Ranger, as a Ranger fan, I would love to see the other 31 teams like stop focusing on goaltending. Because we <laughs> we produce elite level goalies. So yeah, we'll be fine. No matter what they do to the goalie position, True. we'll be okay. That's true. You know, and yeah, let the other teams suck. But you know, let them stop focusing on goalies. All right. Well, let's. We have hockey to talk about, like actual real life. Actual hockey. hockey. Happy, happy. So, um, I, what, I, I do want to just uh, call attention. Uh, if you go to RangerThingsPodcast.com, we have uh, a, a updated daily, a recap of training camp news as it comes out, um, highlighting the videos. You don't have to look at anything but this website. Just one page. You get the whole week rundown, right? Um, and it's free. It's free, it, guys. All we need is your email address, folks. And girls and everyone in between. So, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm gonna, I just want to digest it all into this conversation. If you're really interested in the details, go to RangerThingsPodcast.com, become a member, and check it out. It's definitely worth it. I'm putting minutes of my time into this. Um, I think the big thing here, the big takeaway from me is, one – Laviolette is already doing a bang-up job. Uh, everyone's pumped. The pace is being pushed to practice. He's not pushing them to, like, learn it right away. He knows there's going to be a learning curve. And we'll talk about the game tonight because we saw it right there in action. He knows there's going to be a learning curve. He just wants to keep the pace up, and uh, the, the team will adapt. Beautiful. Do you see that one clip of uh, – I think I sent you that clip of uh, Lafreniere and Kreider fighting for a puck in the corner. How awesome was – how awesome was that clip? Like, I've – like, I've never seen Lafreniere fight for a puck. Yeah. Like, he fought for that puck. And he beat Kreider in the corner. He's got yeah, that him. The player interviews have been, like, pretty much fluff. Like, I, I, I'm, you're not getting a lot out of it, except uh, Trocek. Trocek had a really, really, really great interview um, where he I'm, – I'm scrolling down to it now. He basically said that everyone's like, oh, we're excited to be back. Um Everything's great. We're learning the new system. It, it, all the systems are very similar. Of course, there's little things that change. Trocheck point blank said everything is a lot of things are different. Uh Laviolette's paying a lot of attention to detail. Uh, oh. the team, he he says the team culture seems different. Everyone is more serious. The team has been seen as that they can take a step forward in the future. And he's like, the future. Everyone is on page. The fu- that future is now. This is our moment. He said, it's a put up or shut up mentality for the core. You know, the core has been here a while. They had a good, a lot of chances, but it's put up or shut up time for them. And then he doubled down on that and said, there's a no bullshit mentality in the locker room right now. Yeah. This I saw team that is down to gotta... fucking business. I'm so pumped. Yeah. yeah. I saw that interview uh, earlier today. And I got to tell you, I fucking love it. I love every second of it. Yeah. I think. Tro- I think Trocheck is going to be one of the people we see the biggest improvement from. Like this year, which is weird because Trocheck was a Galant guy, but this year we're going to look at Trocheck and be like, "Oh, that's why we got yeah. Trocheck." Yep. Well, Trocheck's getting pushed from behind from Benino, who is a Laviolette guy. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're very similar roles, you know. So I think Tro- and Trocheck's probably more talented. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah, yeah, and for younger sure. and younger. <laughs> you know, Trocheck's looking in the in the future here. Like, okay, this is my this is who I have to learn from. And I love Benino. Benino's all business too. Yeah, this guy. Like everyone's super impressive right now. Um, the other thing about Camp is the line. Like he's mix, Laviolette's mixing the lines up a lot. Um, and that's and just, fine. That's fine for that's, early yeah, on. Yeah, because he he just wants to see who does <clears throat> what. Excuse me. He just wants to see who does what. And I was really excited, you know, first day of practices to see Miller and Fox as a pairing. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, we called Twitter it. Went we wild called it first, that. right? Ranger yeah. Twitter went wild for that. They they went wild for that. And I got I was really excited to see it as well. We did we called it. Um yeah, I'm just I'm I don't know. I'm just looking at some of the clips. It, it's really like this he's gone back to basics. Yeah. I just think it's it's going to be very exciting when you have an identity that everybody can can get behind. Like it worked for Torts, it, you know, it worked for a lot uh, for oh my gosh, Av 
AV, sorry, uh, brain farted right there. Like, I think it's going to be great. You know, he, he's, he's, he's a veteran coach. He knows how to, he knows how to treat veteran players. He knows how to push them. And in turn, the, you know, like you said, the core group, it's the put up or shut up time. And that's going to push the younger guys, you know, to fall in line. Mm-hmm. Just to touch back on the de- the defensive pairings thing, like Laviolette has made it clear in his pressers that he's going to deploy defensemen as the situation needs. He's not going to lock guys to pairings. Beautiful. He's going to say, okay, we need, we're on a penalty kill now. Get Lindgren and Truba out there. Okay, power, you know, maybe we're on a power play, get Miller and Truba because Truba's going to play. Like He's going to deploy the, the defenseman as needed, not necessarily locked in his pairs, which I think is the smart way to do it. Right. Especially in like this NHL. <laughs> Right, and and yeah. you you can you know they'll be locked in probably for most of the even strength stuff yeah, just to course. build chemistry and which makes sense. And you know if the way he's running his camp, it you know with the um with the switching line changes, see how people work together. It's gonna get, you know, it's like when we played hockey when, or any sport. It's like you have to play with everybody. Like yeah. at certain points, you have to know what certain players' tendencies are, so you can feed into that and vice versa. Right, and it's 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 only going to make everybody better. Let's let's everybody have you know have this utility uh, mentality of plugging them in when it's the most uh, profitable for the team. The other side of this, the forwards, Lafreniere has been on the right side all of camp so far. I mean, it, we're only a couple of days in, so this is not love that crazy. Love that, and you know, I think you know he he played the right side tonight, which was yeah. nice. And um, played well. He played well. We'll t- I know we're going to talk about. We'll, that we'll talk about that. I, I have a different opinion, but. Um, I think he's up there. He got moved down a couple lines uh, after the first. I think they just wanted to play Wheeler on that top line at practice. But I think that, you know, it's, again, mixing it up, giving everyone a, a nice shake at, like, all the potential roles they could play. Yeah, I'm just I'm just really encouraged at, at, from this camp. Like, I'm like, you know, maybe it's just, like, the so off-season much. madness. Like, I need something. But I'm this camp is exciting. This is an exciting camp to follow. And I, for all of our w- ones of fans out there, our tens of fans, I've been saying all off seasons, you know, since we started this podcast, you need to calm down. And that's never been more important than right now. Yeah. Like, do not get too excited about anything you see at a camp. Right. Like, especially like when, like, like Carl, like you just said, like, Lafreniere got dropped down a couple lines. That is nothing. It means nothing. Yes, exactly. It's nothing in camp. Nothing. You know, right now, it's a it is a, a player blender. It's a line blender. Don't focus on lines right now. Like I like the thing that I'm loving is like he's got these guys doing like speed and endurance drills. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's got them doing like situational shit, like mm-hmm. puck battles and corners and stuff like that. Like that's shit that Gallant and his staff never did. I think I'm. it's more and more apparent every day that Gallant and his staff were just fucking lazy. Mm. Really. Agreed. They just it, did, it, didn't run practices. They didn't do anything. They just said, oh, you guys play good together. Oh, you just play, figure it out. Oh, I'll come in and yell at yeah. you guys aren't figuring it out fast enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that old adage? It's like it's better to have uh, a competent leader with a million asses behind them than a, a, a you know competent you know, people behind a, an ass. I like that. You know, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not, no, it's definitely it's, just made that up. But. No, no, I didn't make it up. <laughs> I'm just not giving the correct verbiage, uh, wordage uh, that that's used, but it's just like when you have a leader that's incompetent, but you have everybody else behind that he's leading super competent, they're going to lose ah. against is, somebody. Is, this, is the saying that you're trying to invent right now, it's better to have a competent leader with a million asses behind him or it them rather than a million competent people behind one ass right that is, is what they said is is there you go yeah. i i i'm not known for my uh my pros i feel like yeah, you know brenda just repeated what you said dave i just trying to gaslight you into thinking that you didn't say it you know being a good people <laughs> manager is great if you work at fucking i don't know like a corporate job, you know, but you need to like, you need to be competent. You need to be a competent leader. You need to be 
Well, like you, 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 first of all, I'm convinced that you at, at some level, you need to be a good hockey player to be a good hockey coach. Like it's at, like at some point you have, you have to, you have to really understand the game of hockey to be a good hockey coach. And I don't think Gerard Gallant really understands the game of hockey anymore. Executive decision. I want to waste. Now that hockey has started again, I don't want to talk about Gerard Gallant ever again. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right. So I don't want to talk about this fucking bum ever again. All right. Well, but what we're going to do now, well, let's first, there's one more actually kind of a big piece of news here. Um, coming out of camp, Zibanejad got injured, his, went off the ice with his right, uh, it looked like his upper right arm. Um, he's listed day to day now with upper body. I'm not too worried about it. I'm sure it's just like a nasty bruise. It's, if it was yeah. a break, if it was a break, we would have heard about it. If it was something big, um, I just hope it's nothing in the shoulder because that could be like that rotator would, cuff. Yeah, yeah, that, that's. Yeah. I mean, we need him on that power play. He can't have any rotator cuff yeah. problems. Um, yeah, no, that, it's. But wait, he's did, hurt. Did, didn't you say you'd rather have him hurt for the season, sign Kane, and then you know. Uh, you know, to circumvent the cap and have him come back later. Him and, when him I, and Panarin. Him and oh, Panarin. Oh, okay, that's right. When I, you know, when I saw, when I saw, he never plays like, a game. We jinxed it. When I saw the ticker before watching, when I saw the ticker that said Zabanajet out with the, you know upper body, all I could think about was that stupid fucking game. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> it's the monkey's paw. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to chat about this first game out. So stick around. Let's see you on the other side. Hey, Ranger Things listeners. You probably already know that you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, or just listen by visiting rangerthingspodcast.com. But did you know you can also follow us on Twitter at rangerthings23? Were you aware that you can email us at contact at rangerthingspodcast.com? Feel free to DM or email us any questions, feedback, or suggestions. And now, back to the show. Welcome back! All right. The moment we've been all waiting for. Uh, The Rangers Bruins. 5.45 p.m. Uh, It was a game. It was a pretty. I mean, it was a empty. hockey game happened. A hockey, a game, hockey happen- game happened. A Ranger a- hockey game happened, featuring the New York Rangers. I mean, I'll say it was entertaining because you just kind of like desperate for hockey. Um, yeah. I mean, the Rangers lost three nothing. It was a little bit frustrating. I was trying really hard to not care, but like I needed, <laughs> I needed this game. I needed this game. Yeah. Today. The, the <laughs> one, the one shining example was was uh, uh what's his name Harper beating up Greer. That was a good fight. That was yeah. a Harper laid into this dude, man. Yeah, Rear, I mean he's got a bit of a size advantage, but yeah, he's got like a whole. You know, he got the jersey so I, up, he laid him out. Beautiful. So I'm gonna say this. Here's my take. Here's my overall take. And I know we're mm-hmm. gonna jump into like like dive into like details, but my overall take is like quick. Let up a couple of softies. Yeah. Uh, okay. But like from like if you couldn't if you couldn't see the score if you couldn't see the score. I would have at any given time. I would have thought that the Rangers were winning that game. Absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah. they outplayed the Bruins in every single aspect of the game. But like, and it's just funny that like Laviolette starts his tenure as the Rangers coach, making a no name goalie with, look like a stupid. With the oldest <laughs> fucking Ranger trope known to man. Just a no-name goalie. First time he's ever been on fucking NHL ice. Bussy. <laughs> bussy. That bussy. He was lights out. Dude, dude. It's not so like, good. They, they lit him up. They, they lit him lit up. him up. I don't know. The first two periods, I I, I felt like there wasn't enough sh- quality shots on that. I, I feel like there just wasn't enough puck, you know, pucks hitting the net. To me, that's my well, eye test. I think I'll they give got you that the first half of the game. Period. The first half of the for, game, for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. And you know what? If if at the end of the second period it was only one nothing, like it should have been, I think mm. 
you know, I think they got down and they like they, like they started to get into their heads. Like we can't get one past this guy. But I also do think that like it took a little bit of time. Remember, like they've never played with these guys before. Like Lafreniere and Hedo are the only two I've ever been on a, on a line together to, right, that yeah. I played tonight. You know, and it's a brand new system, a brand new offensive system, a brand new defensive structure. You know, I think it just took a little time to get used to. You could yeah. see it. I think that Dave, go ahead. No, no, yeah, no, I, I totally agree, and I, I, I think the, the, the travel delay didn't help them because as the no. game went on, everybody got better and better. You know, they got more comfortable, uh, you know, on the ice and everything. They, you know, and there were a couple of standouts um, that I just took mental notes of. I thought Cooley had a pretty decent game. I think yeah, he was, he I agree. his body. Uh, who else stuck out? Berard. Uh, Brett Berard, I think mm-hmm. he was he was a uh, he had a he had a bit of a motor. I didn't realize he was only like five nine, but uh, he played a little bit bigger than that. Uh, Lafreniere and Hedl, I think they were fine. I think they were great. I think VC was definitely VC. Um, yeah, he, he was, was very. Great. I have a note. VC is tenacious. Yes, definitely. He had a high energy tonight. Really good stuff. I I think once they settled in, VC uh, um, Hedl and Lafreniere. Were the best players on the ice. I'll yeah. say Heedle was standalone, head and shoulders, the best from the get go. Heedle looks great. My first, right. I, Lafre- my, my first yeah. two notes: LOL, bussy, <laughs> and then Heedle looks great. Heedle mm-hmm. was on everything. Lafreniere, I feel, outside of the power play, which I, I have a lot, I have a couple ideas about the power play there. Positive. Lafreniere was pretty much invisible outside of the power play. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, he was better in a third. Obviously, I think everybody was better as a Everyone's whole. Everyone's better in a third, third. yeah. I, I like seeing him at the uh, the right point on the power play. That was – I like that, that in look. That, in that Panarin spot? In that Panarin yeah. spot yeah. on the power play? What a look. I love it. I, 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 so, yeah, I think that was good. Here's what I'll say about Lafreniere tonight, right? Travel delay, new offensive system, new defensive responsibilities – playing on his offhand like there was a lot for him to really get settled into and once he did get settled in and he was just playing hockey again with Heedle he looked really good yeah I mean he didn't look bad uh invisible is not necessarily a bad thing um especially the first freaking preseason game who cares He's, he's on the roster um my 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 overall take is the team looked good like mm-hmm. even the guys he don't expect to do much looked pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It's very obvious they've been practicing offensive systems. They looked they had a lot of pressure in that third period. The yeah, second half of the it. second period did a ton. Of, like that second half of the game was all Rangers. And like you said, Brian, I think it looked that's, it was, the score was not indicative of how this play. game was played. If Bussy didn't pl- uh, Bussy. If Bussy didn't play the way he played, I think both Heedle and Lafreniere have a multi-point night. Did you that play where it was Lafreniere to Heedle to Brzezinski cross crease and Bussy yeah. came out of nowhere with that save? That glove save was, that was beautiful. But that was how they were playing in that yeah. in that third period. Like they wow. had that tic tac toe on point on the sticks. It was, right. and again, that was a power play. That power play looks good. I love. Lafreniere on the point. I love Brzezinski across from him. They were working really well together. Heedle Another did note everything I had he did to cause chaos in front of the net. It was it was a good look. So the 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 three notes I had were all the only thing I really paid attention to today was the power play because I figured that's the yeah. easiest like when like it's the easiest new system to learn because it's isolated, right? Yeah, uh, is the power play. Or the penalty kill. When you're trying to learn like a meth, like a like a like a free skate methodology, like that's a lot harder. The power play is isolated, so that's what I really paid attention to. And my notes were heedle down low, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Lafreniere in the like it's for me it's just like it's just called the Panarin spot. Like oh yeah. like like there they like there's the Ovechkin spot. There's the Panarin spot. Yeah. Lafreniere in that Panarin spot, filthy. But like the thing that I love the most about the power play tonight was Zach Jones. At the Zach Jones did a great job tonight. Right? He had a great game, Zach Jones, tonight. Uh, interesting lineup. Like a really interesting lineup. I, I, I'm wondering if 
there was any thought at all put into it or if it was just like a blender. I think the only lineup criticism I would have is if you were going to slide Lafreniere to the right side to have him and Heedle be that top line, then it shouldn't have been Cooley who got the, 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 go, the go tonight. It should have been Osman. No, Offman is. He's um, on the right too. He's going to be on the right as well. Offman uh, is. Laffy. Hold on. He is. He got hurt or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, Offman is upper body day to day as well. Sorry. Okay. Uh, he he uh, probably would have played, but he so didn't like, even practice. At at first, yeah. I was I was like, man, there's there's a lot of young kids, but then you know it it does make sense. It's the first game. Yeah, Lobby let's take in stock of every of, of how these these AHL kids and, and young kids coming in, how they're going to play. And, you know, obviously they're going to be the first people cut. So you want to give them a fair shake, yeah. you know, straight off the bat. I'll say this, dude, the the wolf based on tonight's game, the wolf pack looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Wolf pack looks really what, good. what I'm curious to see is, you know, because I would have thought you would have seen nothing but just kids play tonight yeah. in hmm. the first game. Uh, like I was surprised to see DeBrusque in the game. I was surprised to see a couple of people at the Bruins started. I was surprised to see tonight. I thought their roster would look a lot more like the Rangers roster. What I want to see is it, because the expectation is for Heedel and Lafreniere to step into a new role. Are they gonna like? Are we gonna see Heedel and Lafreniere in every preseason game? I Maybe so. I. I think it was most important this game because they were the senior men, mm-hmm. you know, they were the first line. line. Right. Yeah. And as, right. you know, as far as it would experience, even though they're like, they're probably around the same age or Lafreniere's no, younger goes, than some of the guys. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, I think it's very important for them, you know, to get that, to get, to get most of the time. Um, I just want to point out too, like a, a couple of things. I've, I liked Riley Nash. I think he could have been more present throughout the game but the, the stuff that i did notice him do i, I liked it um you know he's what, 35 years old or so and um i just want to make a comment about quick i think he was a victim of you know he's he's old he's showing his age a little bit you have a completely inexperienced like ahl team in front of him and you showed up late you, you know you yeah. didn't get your reps in and everything you're, yeah you're circumstances were not great well, right i think so. this is a I think overall, like just this is a—I mean, preseason is throwaway to begin with. Yes. But this is a this is a for real throwaway game, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, but I do like there are there are positives that you could take out, like even without the circumstances, there are positives to take out of this game for sure. I want like if the expectation is for Heedle to step up to that second line center, that's a big role change. Then mm-hmm. he should Lavulet should recognize that this guy needs time like and he, he earned to tonight be, he was awesome like he yeah. proved it well what i'm what, what, I, what i mean by time is like he needs to play every single preseason game he needs yes. same with lafreniere if the expectation is for lafreniere to switch to the right then pl- let, let him get game speed not practice speed reps game speed reps when it doesn't matter yeah and, and the I, fact that they're young and they they can handle the extra load you know, going Absolutely. into the season, I think, yeah. Well, I think 100%. we need to find. I, I think we needed to find out: can they play the minutes? Can yes. they actually physically play the minutes? And they yeah. they were first line tonight. They were out there, damn near every shift. Right. Like they played and a lot know, of minutes tonight, and they did a good job of it. And you know, once they got their legs going, the two of them created a lot of chances. They were getting better as the game. They weren't getting gas. They were getting better right. and faster as the game went on. Yeah. You know, and, you know, sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Sometimes a goalie just has a night. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight was just, you know, you tip your cap, you know. I, well, but I'm excited to see if they can carry this. I want to see more Lafreniere. Yes. You know, and like, LOL to every person on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, who was screaming like, "Why don't we see any videos or pictures of Lafreniere working out?" Like, clearly Lafreniere was was like, working out, busting, was busting his ass in the office. Like, I saw a different Lafreniere today. Mm-hmm. It was limited, but like, particularly on the power play, I saw a very different Lafreniere. 
I saw a confident Lafreniere, which yeah. is not something you don't see all the time. Well, he explicitly so. said he was working on skating all summer. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, and this, tonight showed that, yeah, he probably was. Um, and I love that. I, I love that. Because he can get big. He can get big, like, muscular at any point yeah. over the next few years. He needs to get, like, he needs to work on his skating. He, I, he, needs, to, he needs to work on his confidence, quite frankly. Yeah. I, I have a. I want to say something about Quick. I think Quick was okay tonight. I think the soft goals were more defensive breakdowns. Like that mm-hmm. first goal, the, the penalty kill looked completely fucking lost. Like absolutely. Yeah. But that was a so, that was a soft goal, man. He, he had clear line of sight. He wasn't being blocked. It was a what was a wrister underneath his left arm. Yeah, but he had the he had the cross he had the cross the net. It was. The, the, the defense, the, the defenseman, I forget who it was, uh, doesn't matter, like totally was turned around on the whole play. It, I'm not defending, like, quick, right, letting the goals, but I'm saying most of, if not all three of those goals were defensive break. Like, Harper yeah. let, uh, had a big bonehead move that led to that. Was it the second or third goal? I mean, it was, I'm not gonna sit here and defend quick. He's the, I don't care if he did well, but it's right. more like the they clearly did not work enough on defense yet at camp. Right, I think that's and next week. No, yeah, and and I there, there was there was a problem. There was it wasn't a goal, but it was a dude hit the post in the first in the first period, like I don't know, first six minutes or something. I think it was right. where he came around, and I was like, he was just like a little too slow or maybe out of position, and um, I you know that was I think definitely, you know. 70% on him, but you know, luckily he didn't go in. But again, older goalie shaking the rust off, coming in late to a game. You know, it's his routine is completely shot. It's like, yeah, he's yeah. I, I do want to speak to did, did you see the back of his helmet? Yes, so he no, had his, I he didn't. Had, he had his son like design the back of his helmet, and it just says, you know, it's that the five haze, the hey, 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 and it's know, like on, in on, the kid bubble letter writing. It's yeah. awesome, oh, it's that's so cool. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah, you know, it's goalies are insane, and they have their process before the game, and he didn't get to go through all of that. So I'll give him a pass for tonight. It's a throwaway game, you yeah. know. Who cares? Honestly, yeah. who cares? I definitely had no attachment really to the was, outcome. Yeah. yeah, and really, it was it was only a two nothing game. Like Jake DeBrus' goal doesn't count. Yeah, you can't put a guy like Jake like Jake DeBrus is at the like. That's a high like compared to the rest of the lineups, Jake DeBrusque is a high skill player. You know what I mean? Like if we had Panarin in tonight and he scored a hat trick, those goals don't count. In <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's fucking the first game of preseason. Yeah. What are you doing there, Jake DeBrusque? What yeah, are you well, doing? Well, you know, I think again, like he's got to move up the line. Like they have a, they're in a similar spot to us, not exactly, but they have young players that need to play more minutes. Like Jake DeBrusque yeah. has to play every single preseason game for them. Yo, who for the, the fuck's gonna take? Eagle has to play every single. Preseason. Who the fuck is gonna take faceoffs for the for the Boston Bruins this year? DeBrusque. <laughs> Someone not. I mean, they have. There's a giant gap there, but this is what I'm saying. Like, there's a giant gap at center. You have third liners who need to step up and play this because they did not acquire centers. No, so, I saw like some ridiculous stat, like over fifty percent of the snap of the. Of the face-offs last year were taken by Bergeron and Krejci. That's insane. Yeah. I I kind of liked Robertson. Uh, he's, what is he's a D man. I kind of liked his play. I thought he was pretty noticeable for forty percent of the game. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't. I again, I don't think anybody made egregious mistakes. I think it was all pretty. You know. You know, everybody had that, like you said, had that hustle. It was working, was putting pressure on the Bruins as a whole, uh, up and down the lineup. Yeah, I, I don't have, I, I noticed Mackie a bit. Um, you know, I thought he could have played better, but you know, whatever. Like it's, come on, these some of these kids will, will never really be on the team unless there's an injury or you know, you know, whatever. But. Right. Um, yeah, so I, you know, as a whole, it's like, yeah, it's preseason. You, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I think everybody was fine as a whole, and I think it's a lot of a lot of positive coming from from like VC Heedle and Lafreniere and and even Schneider. 
I think, you know, I think she, I liked his game. He, I think he had a solid game as well. But, you know, we, we got to wait until the real thing starts. Yeah, I, I just think that this game is going to do a lot to, like, help trim the fat. Like, we're probably going to yeah. drop, like, eight guys from this lineup tonight. Yeah. Like, yeah. tomorrow. One of the things that I was a little bit confused with by watch, watching the game is there isn't a lot of, like, available space in this roster for competition. Yeah. Right? So, I, in fact, there's none. Really? Well, there's there's, <laughs> right? there's the thir- the thirteenth forward and the seventh defenseman. That's it. Yeah. And those are almost locked up anyway. Right. Right. So it's in my mind, I was I'm thinking like, why? Why are we looking at so many of these AHL kids? You know. I mean, Is it might it... just be getting them in the jersey. What the hell? You know, yeah. you have the game to burn. You, the point of this, like we said, is to just get Heedle and Lafreniere minutes. Like, just throw bodies around them, let them lead the charge. Yeah. Well, if if that's the case, then let's get Kako in the lineup as well. And let's, you know, like, let's just get our... let's Essentially, let's get our middle six going. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, But I would love to see, you know... I, I don't know why the NHL doesn't do this more. Like, I would love to see two or three games where it's just like, this is our lineup. That's a weird hockey, old, old hockey thing. But I think I think we're going to have – like they already trimmed the roster down to 48 players. I think that's going to get trimmed even further. By, you know, by Tuesday morning, we're going to have 30 guys in, in camp. Yeah. I think they're, they're really cutting the fat really quick. Yeah, and it's really just about how that bottom six is going to be assembled. Like our top six is a lock. Mm-hmm. We know exactly what that's going to look like. Yeah, let's yeah, let's, let's get to regular season, man. Let's let's, let's fucking get it started. You know? I just feel like we should be like teams should be smarter about how they utilize the preseason. Well, like uh, also, like you got to look at it, it's like eighty two game season. It's it, it's a it's a it's a slog. Um, and you, with the Rangers, um, getting so many older players, you know, signing in free agency, you know, you have sign like three or four five like 34 plus year old you know players so you, you want to give them enough rest and um and time within within learning the new system with la violette you know while giving some of these young kids uh, you know a fair shake or, uh, you know at least to see what's coming down the pipeline potentially which is which is also why i think you should be allowed to carry a much bigger roster and the salary cap should only be should it should only reflect who's on the ice yeah. Any, yeah. on any given night like you should be able to carry a much bigger roster and spell guys like there's like without having to fucking wave them you yeah. know what i mean yeah like it's I, I agree it's, it's, it's yeah it's it's it is insane because you're you're at the razor's edge of your roster players versus who you're dressing exactly right like look at any other sport you have you could you have two full lineups available ready to go. Hockey, you have right. like three guys and two of them are drunk. <laughs> right, and it's just I don't know. It's uh, you know there's there's a culture where it's like it's like this tough guy culture. Yeah, where it's like oh hockey players play through anything. Like that first of all that's dumb, right? Like I hate when people talk about how hurt Kachuk was. Through the playoffs, he should have sat. Year. He should have sat, right? Like I get it. Like, oh yeah, he's a tough guy. You know, there's there's grit and there's determination and there's some there's some quality. There's some quality in that type of person. But at the same time, you're now like encouraging little kids to conceal injuries. Well, it's not even that. It's you're hurting your own team. You're hurting your team. Like, you're, you're, like you're hurting your own team, and you're you're like you're a ten million dollar asset. Yeah. Yeah, you're a ten million dollar per year asset. I mean, not for nothing. Like they have a player to fill your role, maybe not to the exact point. They have the backfill, right? You missing is only like a mental thing. Well, you know what? Just hang out in the fucking locker room. Yeah, boys, I'm hurt. I'm hurt bad. Go win it for me. Right. So you don't have to go out there and kill yourself to like show you're a good teammate. Right. 
If you, know you, the, can't you know what a good teammate? A guy, who, a guy who I know is going to be alive tomorrow. That's a good teammate. Yeah. I don't know. It's just this, this tough guy, Iron Man mentality. Like, protect your product. Yeah. You know? the Like, you know what would make a lot more hockey fans? If 80% of hockey players weren't completely gassed 20 minutes after the playoffs started. Well, that's because the first round is such a meat grinder. Like, they need – which is why I hate this playoff format. Like, because it's all division rivalries and you have to, like, murder each other to get anywhere. Like, if you just go, even if it's one to eight in the conference, you're not going to have that, like, the first round is like a, a – the first round is a meat grinder. Save that for the second round. Save that for the conference finals. Yeah. The first round should be fucking boring, if you ask me. Do yes. I like watching it now? Yeah, of course. Like – Rangers Islanders in the first round, Rangers Devils. Like these are good series. These are fun series to watch. Maybe not last season, but yeah, I like yeah. that. As but that should be the second round or the third round, not the first round. Yeah, but then at the same time, like how many times are we gonna watch fucking Rangers Penguins in the first round or Rangers Devils in the first round? You know, I agree. But that's one, like, one to one to sixteen, baby. One to sixteen. Well, listen, you're not wrong. God doesn't love us that much, Brendan. He won't give us one to sixteen. That would be ideal because then you have, you know, the Knights and the rest of the Eastern Conference. All right. Do you guys have any other thoughts about uh, the game tonight? None. 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 All right. Well, I'm encouraged. I think we're all good to go. (laughs) I don't have a game tonight. I figure we'll just call it a wrap. There. We had a big day. We had a big day. We're all we're tuckered out. Hockey's um, back. And you know what else that means? Fantasy hockey is back. Oh shit! Should we talk about this a little bit before we wrap up? Let's all. All we need to say, like all we, the only thing we need to talk about is how we're going to like. There's going to be a fantasy episode. There's going to be a fantasy episode. So you're going to have our regularly regularly scheduled episode next week, and then probably the next day after that release, we'll have. A fantasy hockey uh, episode. Um, that'll be just for members only. So you got to sign up on the website. It's free. Just give us your fucking email address, you cheap bastards. God damn it. It's for cheap. It's literally fucking free. <laughs> oh, but we'll give them to all these corporations so they can sell your information. You I don't, don't even do know anything. how to sell your email. I would literally, if, to sell your email, I would have to write it down and then walk around trying to get somebody to buy it. Because I don't know how to sell your email address. Listen, I'll t- I'm the tech guy. I'll tell you exactly what we do. We take your email address. We save it. And then we use it to send you emails when there are new episodes and new shit that you can look at. That's all we do. No one's selling information. All we're going to do is once a week send you an email. And you know what? It's gonna ask you for your first name. Just put a fake one. Who gives a shit? Yeah, make a fake email. Or don't. Or don't. Just or just put your real name. Or just put your real name. Just put your real name. Just put your real name. Listen, guys. This uh, camp update. It's good stuff. Sign up for it. The draft episode. The, I'm sorry. The fantasy draft episode. Um, good stuff. Sign up for it. There's going to be a lot more this season. We're excited. Hockey starting. The podcast. We're in season one. By the way, I'm numbering the season one. We've started. Yeah. And and, and maybe. zero prior. Maybe instead of doom scrolling on Instagram, whatever kind of TikTok bullshit that you're doing, you might get some like education, information, maybe some entertainment from us for free. We're happy. We can do both. Just we listen get, to the podcast while you we have scroll. We have no algorithm. Listen yeah. to me right now. If you're if if you're if you're actually listening to me say this to you right now, eighty percent of the people listening to me say these words right now are our fucking friends, asshole. S- sign up for the fucking website. He's not wrong, assholes. John, what are you doing? Sign up John, for the fucking website, John. <laughs> oh, John fucking texted me to yell at me the other day. He's like, I have more than one jersey. John, sign up for the fucking website. Buy another jersey, John. If you don't sign sign up for the website, I'm gonna keep fucking. I'm gonna keep running your name through the mud. I'm just gonna make up (laughs) lies about you. 
just inconsequential lies about you until you sign up for the website. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners. Remember, visit the website and sign up for fucking free. RangerThingsPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerThings23. Send us an email if you want. Be a part of the show. Contact at RangerThingsPodcast.com for Dave Pacheco. Good night, Ranger fans. For Brendan Lyons. Give us some feedback when you sign up because we're thinking, like, should we do videos? Should we be on TikTok? Should we be on YouTube? So sign up and say things to us. Bye. I'm Carlo Montanino. Uh, see you all next week. Good night. Well, I wanna be under your-